Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Better late than never. We're getting after it. Week 15 is here. Andy, you ready to dive into this card? Yep. I'm excited <laughs> that you are back on the mainland with us. Yeah. Of course. Dude, I'm uh I'm struggling to adjust to this weather here in Southern California. It's chilly. So we've had some rain. Uh it's not uh this isn't what I signed up for. Um it was nice being in Hawaii though, I'll tell you that much. My god, the weather there was beautiful. Um had a great fun weekend. Uh it extended it a couple days partying on uh, Oahu. Uh but I'm ready to get back after it with the uh um with this week 15 card tricky but some looks that i'm feeling pretty you know pretty inspired by i have to say um definitely a humongous step backwards in terms of entertainment value from what we had last week um what is your general temperature in uh, the state of the nfl this week if you had to kind of uh you know put a put a bow on it (sighs) yeah i kind of summed that up in a tweet as far as like last week i don't know what the difference is how many plays did I make on the podcast or even before the podcast? Everything on the board looked good last week. And boy, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not excited. I'm always excited. I'm excited to break this down and whatnot, but Jesus, nothing is popping. Everything feels dirty. Everything feels like, and motivation is so hard to quantify. Oh my goodness, is it? But it's, it's, it's so many gross, weird motivation spots where you just, you do not know what you're going to get in a lot of these. And yeah. it's, it's scaring the shit out of me. That said, I still have a bunch of plays. Yep. 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 Uh, injuries too. Any, oh. <laughs> Every, all, the notes, all the notes I made, Holy it was crap. like, it's like all I'm making is injury notes, but they're all like important injuries. Um, okay. Do you have any thoughts on Thursday night football? I skipped it. You I'm did. Just gonna, I'm just going to sit back and watch our Ravens to win the North tickets cash. Not only, not only those, but I, I double dipped when I, I mean, early in the season, one of the books was a little off having even money after they had like an early two game lead. It should have been a little juicier. So I have a couple tickets on Ravens to win the North. Hopefully they don't uh, lose his 14 and a half point favorites or it's cash is up to 17. So nothing on that. If you're listening to this before Thursday night, which good for you doing that right away in the afternoon. I forgot that that ticket is live to cash tonight. I am excited. I have a, I have a big one from the free season that I is going to pay for some Christmas presents. It's going to pay for some, some, some recent travel. (laughs) That's that's good. I think maybe, Um, maybe the one we were most excited about out of, uh, Something that paid better than even money, mm, okay. of, you know, big plus number. That was we'll something we we stomped for that pretty hard over the summer. I'm happy. Yes, yes, yeah, I am too. Um, and I have a question spinoff here to talk about rather than really getting into this game, since number one, most of the people listening to this will probably be after the game is over. Number two, yeah, we'll we'll try to find a second half angle here. Uh, I think that the side in the total, given all of the plethora of injuries here, it looks reasonable. Um, However, I'm hopeful that uh, it's a low-scoring, sloppy, ugly first half, and maybe we get a, a cheap second half over. <laughs> That'd be nice. Wouldn't mind that at all. Um, the question I want to ask you 
then is I have a Baltimore 14 to 1 to win the AFC ticket in my queue. I am excited about this play. I feel like I should just ride this out. Sure. Uh, but I look and I see New England at plus 350 to win the AFC around town. And I think it's a two horse race. Number one, because Kansas City, I think, is going to have to go on the road at both oh, places. Man. And number two, I don't know about Mahomes' health and uh, you know some of their limitations in terms of coaching and, and personnel. Um, is it a two-horse race? Should I try to do a little hedge maneuver here and grab some New England plus 350 to win the AFC? Or do you think the Patriots are D-U-N done? Hey, I'm not like scared enough about the Patriots to – to make it a two-horse race with their offense looking the way it has. I would just let it rip. Let that rip and wait. Wait till you get to the game. Okay. Because it, it might be – there might be some weird stuff. Uh, somebody did ask – I should almost find the DMs because I think maybe just reading what I wrote would be even better than trying to paraphrase it. I thought I had some really salient points. But it was uh, – basically someone asked a question about maybe taking some – Kansas City to win the AFC, the number the number he had was, I don't know, probably 350, 375, something like that. And I just, when I did break down some of the AFC stuff this week, it looks really, really, really difficult. Even with how down I am on some of the Patriots' performances, yep. it looks really hard for them to lose the two seed. I mean, they could lose to Buffalo. Buffalo is playing well. But they have Buffalo, Miami, and what? The Jets? Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. even worse. They have Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Miami left. They would need to lose one, and Kansas City would need to go 3-0 and in that scenario. And Kansas City has a little bit of, tougher, a little bit of a tougher road than that. So it, it looks tough for Kansas City to not be playing in the first weekend. Yeah, Kansas so City. If you do, and I, I, I don't want to talk anybody off Kansas City if they do like them. But we, we kind of ran the scenarios, and I, guess I asked him this question, and he was pretty close to where I would put it. Let's say Kansas City has to travel to Baltimore and, and to New England in any which order. How do you line those games? Kansas City, let's, let's assume that it's uh, one, two, three, Baltimore, New England, Kansas City. And yes. uh, let's say Kansas City does a fine job defending home field in the wild card round and beats the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. I don't know, 31 21. Something like that. Um, they go to New England, and that game is probably – no, 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 no. It's be a number. I, I'm, no. Uh, probably New England, New England minus two and a half. Okay. That's kind of where I had. Two and a half, three. Okay. And then uh, they beat New England, take on a fresh Ravens team. That is probably Ravens minus three and a half. Yeah. I averaged them to three. I said it'll probably be about average to three. And that's a plus 130. You parlay two plus 130s, you get about plus 425, plus 430. So if you do believe in Kansas City, if you're taking the number now, you're basically trying, you're betting on them getting into the two seed. And I yes. just don't think that's a good way to go about it. Or and then honestly, the in the wild card lose, game? Uh, yeah, or betting that the Ravens game. flop in the, at home in their first game. Exactly. Some, you're, you're, you're betting on some, <clears throat> some wild variants or some, some chaos in the playoffs there. But if you do like Kansas City, they're going to be a 7, 8, 9-point favorite probably at home in the yep. first round. That's yep. like minus three, 400, somewhere in there. Yep. You throw that in with a parlay, you, you could get a parlay that pays like 6-1 to one 
on yeah. them if okay. you just roll that over. So that was I, I liked the question because it made me sit down and think about it and do a little math on that. I think that's the way to go if you do like Kansas City. And in your case, there's probably a two-way market somewhere out there. On, on there is. Them. Yeah. What What is it? Have you looked? For yeah, AFC? I think it's plus one fifty on no is uh, if I remember correctly. If I were you, maybe just take your liability out on that and then write it out because they look good. Okay. That's yeah. That's actually that that is that is my plan. That is exactly what I'm going to do. I think that is correct. Free rolling, um, thirteen to one yeah. free rolling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Feels good. And it, it does. Feels stupendous. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's it. Uh, enough. 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 Uh, enough. Uh, spinning around on that. Let's move to Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. <clears throat> Who are we going to get? <laughs> Who's quarterbacking this game for either team? Uh, oh, I mean, I think it is who we think we're getting. I think we're going to get Jameis, even with the thumb. And I think you're going to get Bleu. Bleu. David Bleu. Okay. Jameis with a thumb and Bleu with a Bleu. Um, yeah. You're going to, is this a no thanks game for you, or do you have an angle on this? Uh, it's probably probably a no thanks, and there's like eight no thanks this week, which sucks. Maybe this will be a short podcast, but uh, yeah, Jameis does. He has a bum thumb. Evans dead, so you can you know you can put your best corner right on Godwin. That's that hurts that offense. And then I mean, Tampa has a really tough run defense. They're right up there with the Jets. So I mean, if you had a really good run scheme and a really good running back, maybe you could overcome that. But you don't. You have the Detroit, you know, what Detroit's throwing out there is both Scarborough, which means if Detroit wants to win, they're going to have to lean on blah. And, I mean, the, they lost a, they lost a receiver, too. It's, it's going to be an ugly game, I think. Maybe maybe I just sat and talked myself into an under, which is not something I want to do with Tampa Bay at any given point anymore. So probably just a pass for me. I guess if you want to make a case for, if you want to make a case for Tampa, Detroit has had some problems with their secondary. So, I think you've missed your missed the boat on the under. I have to say, yeah, I just <laughs> I just looked at that after I talked myself into it. I'm like, oh, that was the angle. I'm just I'm just five well, days late. I mean, yeah, I mean, we didn't. I mean, I, honestly, like when I first looked at this number, I was like, well, that's suspiciously low. I wonder if someone's hurt. I didn't really know the extent to which James Winston had hurt his thumb because he came back in the game and he played pretty well on the stretch against Indianapolis. I thought. Um, I guess. I just I'll, I don't have a take on this one either. I'm skipping this game. I, I just want to ask you, um, just just in a general sense, like you look up and down these teams. There's obviously you you you, you mentioned motivation. You mentioned um, you know some important things off the top there. I, I got to ask you though, like it doesn't really feel to me like the dregs of the of the standings, like the Cincinnati's, the Washingtons, the Miami's, like those don't feel like the worst teams right now. <laughs> like those guys are still kind of trying. But then you have the likes of Detroit, Carolina, Jacksonville. Like those teams look like they have called it a season. Um, would you agree with that assessment? And do you think that like like the current form, like the current form, do those guys need to be at the bottom of my of our current power numbers? That's what makes these last few weeks so tough. The motivation <laughs> is tough, but man, I guess in in Tampa it's a little different. You know, you're still in the grace period with Aaron's. Uh, but Detroit, you really got to think he's feeling a little heat up there. I mean, there's there's been some talk of hot seat, and it's only year two, but 
I guess you do have you do have the hurt quarterback narrative to lean on if you want to try to make a case for him not being worried about Black Monday. But Patricia's kind of kind of coach his ass off the last few weeks and give him a reason to hope for next year and not start looking at making some changes. And I mean that goes for the coordinators too. They already they already made a switch with uh, getting rid of Cooter and bringing in whoever. I mean, nothing about that team has been very, what do you want to say, like hopeful for, oh, you know, next year this team's going to turn a corner. So <laughs> uh, I think, you know, t- they both have a little bit of motivation. That's another reason why I probably just stay away. I don't, I don't, I can't get in their heads enough. I'm mm-hmm. not a, I'm not a practicing psychologist. Mm, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's go to Washington. Tilting the uh, NFC East where you have one team playing for their life and another team which is playing hard and has been kind of a market darling the last couple of weeks. The Washington Redskins uh, have been frisky. Uh, They are covering against teams that uh, you would think they would get blown out by. Um, They And shit, they ended the Panthers season effectively. Uh, Ended Ron Rivera's career, or at least... For, for now i don't know if we'll get another run maybe yeah yeah right uh yeah i'll take the chance um yeah and so they open this game after a pretty pathetic showing by the eagles on monday night football where they were reduced to one one healthy wide receiver a fellow named greg ward jr I believe, uh, and a basketball player. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, did he win the Heisman for Florida State back in the day? Is he a boxer? Um, he does, he does play a, It sounds like a, it's it's a, it's a, it's it's not 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 something I expected. Um, although I do I do think you know he was running crisp routes. He looked lively. He looked fresh against the Giants. Uh, you know, so maybe he you know maybe he's a better option than some of their pathetic um, excuses for wide receivers they've trotted out to this point this season. Um, but all that said, uh, Philadelphia uh, opened at a short price of minus four and a half. And we've seen some Washington money come in. This yeah. looks like it's going to four, which is wild. Uh, and this is a super low total, again, even though you have a pretty sad excuse for a defense that Philadelphia is getting out there. Uh, 39. Uh, bet down from 40. I don't think this is weather related either. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, this is informed and entirely on Washington's, uh, you know, um, interest in, you know, heavily running the ball and uh, Philly's interest in, uh, you know, sucking ass, su- sucking ass. Well, and with the, the, the Lane Johnson injury, the Alshon injury, um, the fact that Washington is just probably going to go heavily Adrian Peterson with guys hurt again. Again, that that guy might just never have a career with uh with all the knee stuff that goes on with him. Yeah, and you know Philly was dinged up to begin with. Philly has shitty linebackers. Philly has some really big problems covering receivers. Uh, Washington has a couple of decent young receivers. I think I think the number the move makes sense to me. That's the side I would lean, even at a reduced number here. Like Washington money line isn't a stupid play. Mm. Just with. I mean, I'm not sold on Haskins. I'm not a big Haskins guy, but the receivers he has versus that secondary, he can he could probably make some things happen. Like Philly, Philly made me like look good for a, a half. So Philly, let me ask you just a momentum question. Momentum often gets bantied about for good and bad. Um, did you watch the second half of that uh, Eagles Giants game? Philly came roaring back, and yes. they I say roaring back. They, <laughs> He scored what fourteen points? 
to tie it and go to overtime. They missed a field goal. Uh, yeah, it was, it was as roaring as I've seen Philly in a while, I guess. Um, but, uh, in overtime, like they had no problem moving the ball like that. Like it was almost like they flipped the switch to a degree and they were like, Oh yeah, no, with now, now we know how to, uh, to appropriately attack our opponent given our limitations and, you know, our weapons, um, any case to be made for Philly team total over. Did they figure something out? Did the light bulb go off? Do they have a two tight end attack that can flourish against this Washington Redskins team? Uh, I think Washington, oh man, I'm going to say this about this guy. They might have a better coach. Shermer kind of lost. <laughs> yeah. Inter- okay. Interim. Shermer just turtled. It was, it was weird. Like it was a, you know, it was a big lead, but it's still, you're still the Giants. You're not a good team. Like they, they played really poorly, really conservatively in the second half. I, uh, Washington hasn't had that problem. They're just kind of wilding out. Like the, there was no, <laughs> like you can't complain about the Green Bay. Like oh man, Green Bay probably should have covered. No, they shouldn't have. Like that was that was never in doubt. Like Green Bay looked okay at times, but it's like man, they they ain't gonna they ain't gonna create enough separation with this team. This team doesn't give a fuck. So gonna, if Washington score. So Washington, like, I, you can get to twenty, is what you're telling me. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of want this over. I kind of want this over too. I, know, I, just, I, I just hadn't intended I, on playing it, but it's thirty freaking nine. I know, but <laughs> what I want is might be the Washington team total over. Washington team, okay, okay. Because What's that? Could be seventeen, Philly, or sixteen and eight. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Philly, Philly, I am a little worried that we see a game like we saw with the Patriots, and let's not put the Patriots and Washington defenses in the same boat, but like Philly's offense can just just get shut down. Yeah. Like it can, okay. it can just go stale for yeah. quarters at a time. So Washington team total over little, I'm a little bit intrigued. God, I might play this game over. I'm going to look a little closer at the weather on this one and decide one way or another. I think it's going to be okay. 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 I have six plays. Really. I have six. It's in Washington. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> I'm going to have to drive to Washington. Um, okay. Because I, I mean, I feel like game state wise, if Washington can move the ball, if they can score, if they look like they've you know been aggressive and frisky lately, if they can put a little bit of pressure on you know, Philadelphia, is gonna Philly, Philly's gonna have to you know empty the playbook to a degree to keep themselves alive here. Um, lost pretty much uh, all but eliminates them. So, uh, yeah, let me look at clinching scenarios. I don't think uh, they can lose, and I think they can lose, and Dallas can win, and they're still in it. Yeah, I think uh, if Philly goes two and one down the stretch, and this is the loss, and then then they're still alive. It's um, amazing, amazing that they can amazing. still lose a game and win it this is. division. It is. Oh my god! And and either way, Dallas plays a late game, so it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like oh Dallas is up forty nothing. We're gonna quit. Yeah. We don't yeah. have one of those fun scenarios yet. Yeah. Speaking of weather, why don't you take us up to the frozen tundra? Frozen. It was frozen this week. I don't know how it was up on the lake, but it sucked here. Nineteen below. Um, this is another one where nineteen below. Well, with with wind chill, with wind chill. I mean, it it was like five degrees. Anyway, (laughs) this is another one. Are we going to call them trendy dogs? Public dogs? Sure. I think so, for sure. I don't know. Like people say, oh, public dogs have fleas and you don't want to be on the same side. I don't know. Sometimes that's just my handicap is my handicap. I don't know that I would call this public. Why is it public? 
I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's taken a lot of money all week. And everybody, like, nobody's making a case for Green Bay. Ah, oh, man. The, the Hicks, Hicks coming back. Prince of Makimura is practicing this week. Big parts of that defense. I kind of like it, too. Ten I, days I mean, rest. Just ten days rest. Green Bay, not impressive frauds. against a shitty – yeah, super frauds. Green Bay is just Seattle, Seattle, Midwestern Seattle with a worse quarterback. Rodgers hasn't looked <laughs> great. Just And, you know, we can shit on Rodgers, and he's not the same Rodgers he was when he was younger, but he also – he just doesn't have the receivers this year. They are still working through a first-year play caller or first-year head coach, both. And – uh, I mean, I'm I'm not excited about taking the points or laying the points here. And looks, and other people weren't either. I mean, it went from six, six and a half, all the way down to four. This is another one where um, I think he got a, a very frisky dog. Even though they are a road dog, they know a thing or two about playing up in the cold too. It's not like this some Miami team coming up to the frozen tundra. They play up there every year, and they got Mitch running the ball now. That was uh, something we kind of harped on all year. They go out there, and they use Mitch's legs quite a bit more. Definitely live. It's a lean. I haven't played anything here yet, but uh, hard lean to Chicago. Mm, Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. I like Chicago. I took the points. This is a solid look, in my opinion. Um, I agree with you that uh, Trubisky offensively looks – um, substantially more comfortable running an offense that has been simplified and that is giving him opportunities to to make up you know make plays on, with his legs. Um, I think you know they've to a degree found the form that they had last year. Um, Green Bay, on the other hand, I think they found their form from last year too. <laughs> They're still winning games, but it's not impressive. Um, and I, I mean, the, the numbers from Aaron Rodgers the last handful of weeks have just been bizarre. Like he has all the time in the world to throw. He's got, he's he's taking an exceptional amount of time, and he's still not really dazzling with his arm. He's still not uh, creating um, the type of offensive uh, you know spectacle that you would need um, to you know comfortably cover more than a field goal at home against the division rival. Um, Chicago defense live in this spot. Uh, if you can, you know, if you're getting Hicks back and you're in any way, shape or form, um, bottling up Aaron Jones, then, you know, potentially you're putting more pressure on Rogers and, uh, this is sets up well for the defense to get back on track from a sack perspective, in my opinion, if he's holding on to the ball as long as he is nowadays. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I honestly, I can't make a case for Green Bay here. I, I don't know what they do well enough in this spot to warrant being this, uh, this much of a favorite. And Chicago's due for some turnovers because they, they <laughs> want to get back to last year's level. They sure the hell are. Um, Rodgers doesn't turn it over very much, though. He has what we like to call in the biz risk aversion. Um, all that said, uh, I think that's time some of their offense. Uh, I looked at the under on this one a little bit after initially thinking the over was in play here because uh, of the fact that I felt like Chicago's offense was live, but kind of circling and circling and circling it, I've just landed on. I'm, I'll just take four and a half points and be happy. Um, Chicago, stay in this one. Keep your playoff hopes alive. Knock Green Bay down a peg or two. Give Minnesota an opportunity to steal the North. All those things would be great. Um, would love a Chicago win here. 
Good I feel like it. you can almost, and this is in no way financial advice or even sound betting advice, but whatever happens in the Green Bay game will happen in the – like if Green Bay wins, Minnesota will win. If Green Bay loses, Minnesota will lose badly. Like no ground will be made up. That's how it feels like with these with these two teams all year. Just like every time Green Bay slips up and, and Minnesota has a chance to step up a notch, it doesn't happen. Yep. Losing yep. to uh, backup in Kansas City. Yep. Okay. Well, I'll uh, tee up New England as they head to Cincinnati, as they're on to Cincinnati. Um, Classic. Yeah. I I don't really even know what kind of comments I want to make about New England right now. I have absolutely no interest in betting them on a side at this point. Um, I would like to see what their offense has in terms of you know, doing an actual mature um, performance here as opposed to just moving the ball via trick plays. Um, you're going up against a defense you should be able to run it on, run it on them, you know, show us, show us something in the running game in, in you know, that you're prepared for January football. Um, and, you know, this defense should have a field day facing Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Cincinnati comes in in the 310. 13 point range um and it's just kind of incumbent upon brady and company to get to 24 if they're going to cover this in my opinion um i want to kind of stake my thoughts on brady's performance a little bit and get your take um i don't it doesn't pertain to this game but just kind of pertains <laughs> to the afc well, it'll be uh, more interesting than talking about this game then <laughs> yeah, it can pertain, yeah it has more implications for the afc and the and the, really the super bowl overall um i i'm I, I you know and the reason i asked you at the beginning about if, if it's a two-horse race and in new england and brady and whatnot like the afc is still just a a enormous cluster of inexperienced quarterbacks and tom brady Lamar Jackson's had one playoff start. Pat Mahomes, two. Brian Tannehill's had one. Deshaun Watson's had one. Josh Allen, zero. Tom Brady's had 40. So just in the, just in the having been there before, having done this before, having some comfort, you know, just, just the nerves, the comfort, the being able to lead a team, being able to make the right call, the right play, lead a, lead a game-winning drive, Brady checks all those boxes. No one else in the FC really does. And so it's kind of an impingent, you know, you have to kind of say, okay, well, is Brady, it's, 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 all of this is, you know, you know, depends on, you know, people are looking at his stat lines, looking at, you know, the, the lowlights of his performances last couple of weeks. And they're like, he's lost it. He's gone. He's done. He doesn't have it anymore. I, and I definitely have not reached those same conclusions via the eye test. Have you? Well, you don't think he looks that bad? I don't think he looks as bad as he is being made out to be. No, I think he's still throwing a sharp ball. I think he no, still has a velocity on his ball. It's, the it's just offense. offense as a whole. And I, no, you know, the, people. The offense as a whole. No, you're correct. It's the offense as a whole. The, yeah. the receivers, I mean, receivers have let him down a few times. Uh, I'm not even going to get into the official stuff. If you're a New England fan. No, no, no. I think you want to like, focus on the receivers. Yeah. For, but for like, number one. Yeah. Like they, they probably should have been in that game last week. A little closer. That it was a little rough getting that call on the sideline, and then a drop pass in the end zone. Mm-hmm. The, the receivers are letting him down a little, and and the whole year it's been kind of a, a new meshing of a new offensive line that had to get their shit together. And that's where this game, I think, and it's getting bet up. Which I don't know how how scared I am of this, but 
it feels like Cincinnati, it, this is not a game where you want to put Brady in, in any harm's way. The way I look at this game is like, this is a running game. And I think that's how their offense is going to look better. It's like, uh, they're going to run a hundred times this week and they're going to just march down the field. And they're like, ah, you know, they can still get it done against a shitty team. This team's not dead yet. Brady will have some easy throws. Like, I, and I think you're right. Brady's not dead. He's, he's still an above average quarterback. I don't want to put him in the elite status anymore, but yeah, it's the offense as a whole. There's been some issues. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, you know what kind of, and if you do have a, have problems like this personnel wise, it's a good time for a weasel faced fuck to get out of there and take a head coach job. Finally. <laughs> Doesn't that feel like that's what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, Oh man, this, is, oh, this yeah, isn't, this know. isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no idea what the Patriots offense is going to look. I mean, the off season is going to look like it could be wild. Um, yeah. I mean, Belichick and company still coordinating a great defense. They're still playing to the level of, you know, championship defense, in my opinion. And uh, it's just a matter of if Brady can ever develop any chemistry with these young wide receivers beyond Edelman. Um, you know, when, when they've had issues in the past with the offensive lines, they've countered it by going with, uh, you know, an up-tempo and get the ball out of your hand quickly. But if you have no trust that your receivers are going to be where you're throwing it, then that creates bad turnovers and, you know, and, uh, or, or, and, or just, uh, you know, difficulty in terms of where the ball is placed and, and giving the receiver the best opportunity to make a catch. And, you know, all that stuff takes time to develop and Brady's very particular guy. So it's not shocking that all that there's been, um, you know, that there's been issues, especially in the passing game for New England. Uh, they don't have Gronk. He was, you know, kind of the key uh, straw, straw that stirred the drink, made the rest of that offense, uh, you know, from average to dynamic because he was always able to get open, especially when they needed him, especially in crunch time. He was just unstoppable. And now you don't have him. Now you got a Julian Edelman who you can cover up with two guys and uh, and then force Brady to, to make a pass to Henry, you know, Harry or listen to these guys, Harry, Myers. Dorset, like, Myers, yeah. yeah, yeah, Sanu, like, if you're, yeah, basically, if you're going up against Patriots, yeah, make them beat you with, um, you know, Dorset and Sanu, <laughs> like, it's not, it's not going to be easy, for them. Uh, yeah. so. I did look for, in this game, I looked for something that's like, oh, what does Cincinnati do well? And, I mean, they do have a decent pass rush, so that would be, like, that. that's another one where I'm leaning towards an under in this one even though I've tempted fate with some of these New England unders before this year, it's, it's just feels like New England's going to let's not, let's not let Brady get hit by these decent edge rushers. They have short stuff, lots of running. And then Cincinnati on the other side, he's looked, you know, uh, getting Dalton back was an upgrade, but against this secondary, against this defensive unit, you're going to have to take your chances with short stuff against their linebacking core and yeah. probably, probably run the ball as well. So this could be a really gross, like, yes, it feels like maybe like a you know twenty three ten kind of game. Yeah, I agree with you. Like both uh, Pittsburgh Cincinnati games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Well, that's a good call. Um, why don't you take us to the game of the day? Question mark. The game of the day. I'm, I lost my sheet. So where are we at? And oh, here we go. For the division, pretty much things tightened up. Some smart people tightened decided. up. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Oh, can I can I interrupt you real quick? Uh, did you see that? Like, did you see the Tennessee, uh, <laughs> the Tennessee like gambling uh, paperwork where they were like putting all of their, uh, you know, all of the rules that they were legislating 
up for legal gaming in Tennessee and they had the, the stupid parlay, uh, parlay rule where if your parlay leg pushes, then the parlay is a loss. Yeah. Those, if you have a book like that, that's bad. Yes. The, the reason <laughs> I brought the reason I brought that up is you should go read it yourself. Cause number one, it's insane. The rules. And number two, they gave an example of a future bet and they spelled Titans wrong. <laughs> absolutely killed me this is like freaking you know this is like uh government business and they don't know how to spell titans anyway uh carry on the titan titans have tightened up this division race. they did if you did take some titans to win the division with us you're Plus in a good position to uh buy back yeah you yeah, could have gotten you can definitely go back the other way if you want to get some houston right now and just take uh take a free half unit or whatever I'd have to do a little math to figure it out, but yeah, the the number obviously went down with the the transpirings last week, and I mean, honestly, they're looking good to really, really make this a really make this a a good race here down the stretch as they play each other. Pretty much, I mean, it's not for the division, but gosh, isn't it? Like, yeah, ten, they're saying they're about the same team. Tennessee, a three point home favorite. And that we talked about this game maybe during Sunday. I was chatting with somebody, and they talked about the total. And I said, I mean, just the way that things are going in this game and the way things have been going for Houston, this reopens like 50-51. And it reopened 47. And my, <laughs> my dumb ass, in the amount of time it took me to talk to people and laugh about it, it went to 48. So yeah, I, right. grabbed, I grabbed the 48. <laughs> it's 51 now. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Even fifty-one feels maybe bettable. Houston sure. couldn't. Houston couldn't stop Drew Locke. Tennessee couldn't stop David Carr, his little brother Derek. <laughs> Derek Henry has some sort of weird magic powers where he gets stronger as the season goes on, and he looks just untackleable. And he he oh man, he's gonna win. Every year he probably wins somebody some fantasy matchups in the playoffs because this guy at the end of the year, he's always knocking off these long touchdown runs. Oh, my God. I've had so much fantasy football playoff content shoved down my throat. I'm, I'm so a, over it. I'm, I'm doing I'm so I'm, I'm the worst. I'm the worst team in the playoffs, and I'm, I'm slightly favored to go to the championship. My big, my oh, my big. gosh. What a great Tell story. Me. What a Tell great me story. It. Did you have an I'm amazing excited. comeback? No, the, I no, no I've been I, starting, I know, I've been starting I, I, Ryan Tannehill because I didn't have I, yeah. any other choices. And so like I have an emotional connection to Ryan Tannehill because he's yeah. made my shitty fantasy team relevant again. Oh good, good. So okay. I, I well, am I am Tennessee. And yeah, this this over, I mean, it doesn't need a whole lot of explanation. The steam is there for a reason. It's the side I'm on for a reason. Both secondaries, super beat up. Good receivers on both sides, better receivers for Houston, I think, and a better running game for Tennessee. Dynamic quarterback at Houston, Tennessee has I mean Tannehill's just doing everything right. He looks he looks like he's making really good throws, better throws than he ever made elsewhere. So uh, yeah. yeah. This one this is hopefully we get another one that cashes at halftime. Yes. I like it, man. I like the over. I'm going to bring up my fantasy team read you some stats. I'm not going to put it on my card because the number I bet with you is long gone. But, uh, yeah, we agree. We agree. And every conceptual framework of this bet is sound. Tennessee, uh, in the passing game right now, Ryan Tannehill is throwing very accurate sideline passes to receivers who can create separation. And Houston does not defend that pass well. 
I think Tennessee moves the ball and drives with ease uh, and um, dictates from whistle to whistle here. Deshaun Watson is exceptionally good at playing comeback catch-up football, scoring garbage time if it it gets out of hand. Um, You know, this is the one where you're like, even if it's like seven nothing at the end of the first quarter, I'm still thinking like at halftime it's going to be like twenty one twenty you know, 24 or something, you know, cause at the end of these halves, you know, Deshaun Watson just puts on points. It's crazy to see it. Um, yeah. And I think Tennessee can put this game thing away. I think they can take uh, you know, grab, grab, a, grab the uh, AFC South by the balls, move up into the fourth spot of the playoffs, the proverbial team. No one wants to play pretty much. Baltimore Tennessee matches up in an interesting one, four matchup. If we get there. Yeah. I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, back, and back to fantasy corner. I added the Lions defense this week. Oh, good too. Well, because I mean, did you feel like I forgot to say that when we went over the game? Like, isn't that one of the likely ways that Detroit scores a touchdown in this game? Is yeah, on the arm, <laughs> on the arm of Jameis. Yeah, especially if he's shot putting balls. Especially if yeah. he's shot putting balls. If his hand is hurt, like Detroit's super live to score a defensive touchdown. That might be a fun <laughs> prop. To, uh, if, you, if you bet props, if you can get that, that might be a fun one. I mean, it's against Tampa Bay, so it should be line 50 50. Yeah, it should be like, it should be minus 110. All right. <laughs> uh, another, I will tee us up game. on this is a no thanks one for me. I didn't Fair even enough. really think about this one very seriously. Um, I got uh, Seattle, Carolina here. Russell Wilson heads east to take on the sad state of affairs that is the Carolina Panthers currently. Panthers defense stopping no one right now between the injuries and their scheme uh, scheme limitations, abilities. They're just their player talent on defense abilities. This sets up poorly. Seattle likely gets right here after an embarrassing loss on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Russell Wilson is consistently playing down to teams that they are way better than them though <laughs> so if this ends 27 20 i won't be surprised uh carolina showed us last couple weeks even though they were way out of games they can score garbage time points the over here is probably live although i'm not betting it it's 48 and a half right now um yeah do you do you agree seattle gets right in this one yeah maybe it's a way better matchup for them uh, I try not to bet games like this where there's a coaching switch because you just don't know what, what's going to happen from one side of the ball. Although I don't think there's like some huge variance that they can, they can all of a sudden flip a switch and be like, this is the offense we're running now. But uh, This is stay away. I, the number's probably where it should be. Penny's obviously out with a, you know, be a penny with the knee. Yeah. It's a bad run defense. You probably expect a shitload of Carson and uh, CJ process. So it might be kind of a kind of an ugly slow grind it out, but Seattle win. I think uh, I think Seattle wins, and San Francisco is gonna. Uh, this is gonna have to be uh, you know these are like letdown flat spots for these teams, but with the with the divisional race out west, like Seattle and San Francisco can't look past these these crappy NFC West team or NFC South teams. Even Seattle at minus six on the road in the early time it. slot. I feel better about Seattle minus six than I do San Francisco minus eleven. Yeah, for, no, for sure. Know, if, I had, if I had to bet one, it would be. Yeah, if I had to bet one of those two, it, it would be Seattle. And yeah. they just they they pull up a time of possession game. You see a lot of running with Carson and Procise, and it's just a gross game. Because yeah, the, the Carolina 
run D is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So no thanks. <clears throat> Similar to what they tried to do with Minnesota, where they're just like, oh, you don't get to play the ball. Yeah. We get the ball. <laughs> yeah. We'll just take this. I did look at the under, but it's it's where it needs to be, I think. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. I, I would have capped this 27-20 Seattle. So 48 and a half. Yeah, it's tight. God, it's getting better. If it goes any higher, I might I might be talked into it. Okay. Why don't you take us uh, to uh, barbecue capital of the United States? The barbecue capital of the United States. We were just in Carolina. <laughs> a, little, a little contentiousness between the vinegar lovers and the Kansas City BBQ aficionados. But yeah, divisional match here. They embarrassed them last time, right? Was that yes. kind of a bad game? It was the game where Pat Mahomes got hurt. Mm, yes. And um, Matt, uh, Matt Moore rode the uh, Chiefs to victory. And they did embarrass them. They, that was, they, did they knock Flacco out for the season at, on that game, or was it in the next game Flacco got dumped? I think it was the next game against Indy. But, yeah, it was in Denver. It was on Monday night. They were a very popular uh, dog play. There was um, you know, a lot of feistiness on behalf of uh, um, Denver in that spot. I want to say Kansas City opened up minus six and it got bet down to three. Is that ring a bell? I'm gonna have to three and a half. look at that. I think, that was I feel like I feel like many a live bet died after the quarterback injury. Like people just people said they were gonna oh, this is the way I'm going. I'm, I'm gonna take Broncos plus whatever and it ended thirty to six. Yes. That's correct. And yeah, Mahomes went down, people bet Denver, and it was never close. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh I guess the only case for Denver here. Locke seems kind of unflappable. Like he played well on the road. This He's is got a really, him. yeah. This is a really tough place to play, especially you get you get down here at the end of the year. It's cold. You got to run. I mean, just great fans down in Kansas City, Sea of Red. It's not going to be an easy game for him, but we've said this a couple times, and he's he's played all right. Uh, He's the healthier quarterback. Mahomes' hand still doesn't – it didn't look right. Like, there was there was problems with him gripping the ball. Like, that's probably what's going to keep me off of this. Because I, I just – I don't know the health. I don't know the full health of his hand. If we can get maybe some more information. Like if you lay the 10, his hand is going to look like a – you know, it's going to be all mangled and he's barely going to be holding the ball. And then if you decide to go with, you know, Denver – you're going to find out, oh, they gave him a shot in his hand. It looks great. He's going to whip it for 450 and six. So full stay away from me just because I don't like the, the, the if uh, the difference between a Mahomes injured, uh, fully healthy Mahomes and an injured hand Mahomes, that's a big variance for me. And I just don't like to play with that. I, mean, I don't like people playing on my phone. Yep. <laughs> I was very unimpressed with Mahomes' passes against the. Patriots that some of those balls really came out with without the the kind of the telltale Mahomes zip uh, I think the hand injury is real and I think it's potentially serious I think that Kansas City leans on their rushing attack in this one uh, and their rushing attack doesn't really scare me their running backs kind of suck they kind of suck a lot and they're not getting great push right now with their offensive line They're you know they've kind of had a, a rotating um, set of offensive linemen throughout the season because of injuries they don't have the cohesiveness of last year's offensive line in my opinion um, and I think Casey is in a little bit of 
tight spot here. I honestly, I don't think that they're going to get this done with offense. I think they're going to have to get it done with defense. And uh, I was pretty much unimpressed with Drew Locke. Um, I thought Houston gave him some pretty poor tackling, some pretty easy throws, and really nothing of note in terms of pressure or you know making him sweat. Denver's offensive line is a bad matchup for the Kansas City pass rush. I think Kansas City wins this with defense. I think the line is fair, but I bet this under, expecting uh, a shortened game and uh, a strong defensive performance. Yeah. I don't mind Philip Lindsay, but yeah, it's like him and uh, Royce. They're not. I'm not super scared of that running attack either way. Denver can have a little trouble with the run, but if, if yeah, if Mahomes' hand is not 100 percent, and they just decide to go with a ground attack there, the number probably is a little too high in the total. Yes, sir. So under look for me in this one. Might be the only under I bet this week so far, which is. Unusual, because this time of year, I'm usually looking for unders. Yes, you are. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> another no thanks game that I will tee up with one sentence. Uh, Eli Manning is making another start in the NFL. And he is a three and a half point favorite. <laughs> what? Uh, the Giants are at home hosting the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins were only able to muster 21 points last week, a sad three touchdowns. Oh, wait, seven field goals in the same stadium. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I had forgotten almost. I was, I was kind of spaced out when you did that. You piece of shit. Gotta hate you. Oh. Eli Manning and company. I don't know if you watched the second half of that uh, Giants Eagles game closely, but uh, you want to guess how far they matriculated the ball down the field in the second half? What was the farthest they matriculated the ball down the field? Uh, you told me this during the game, or somebody did. Was it the 40? The 40. Their, their own, own 40. 40. Their yes. own 40. They did not cross their midfield in the second 40. half. In, in a game state where they could have scored a single field goal and won the game, they did not score in well, – they didn't get the ball in, the, in overtime, but, I mean, they didn't score that whole time. They didn't even sniff scoring. They didn't sniff field goal range. They didn't sniff Hail Mary range. I mean, that's pretty rough. That said – Miami have Parker and Wilson in concussion protocol. I didn't get updates on that today, but I mean that you, you can't take decent pieces away from from a team like that and and try and try to you know lay points with them on the road. Like that was what was making that offense go. Parker's great. Fitzpatrick, you know, take it or leave it, whatever. If you have, if you have some decent receivers for him to sling it to, he can make things happen, even in a really shitty situation with a bad team, with a bad offensive line and a defense that's constantly, you know, constantly going to put you behind anyway. That was a fucking stupid game. I'm still so mad about that, but yeah, like <laughs> this is probably for me. It's Eli or nothing. So nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. No thanks on this one. That's right. Let's move to the afternoon slot. I want you to set up the uh, the final Sk- game. Skate on over to the afternoon. Yeah, the uh, the, the the grand finale in oh. the beautiful Oakland Coliseum. This is another one. Boy, we, we've had to talk a lot about injuries, and this is another one where it's just uh, – I, I don't know if we can touch this. If I bet this, I'll probably tweet it out later in the week. But, yeah, last game in the black hole. 
last game for Oakland, Jacksonville, you know, teams don't quit per se. But if they did, it would look like what Jacksonville's doing right now because they are completely non-competitive for big parts of these games. Uh, the problem is Trent Brown and Jacobs are hurt. Huge part of the line, huge part of what makes the offense go. Jacksonville, once they, you know, once they lost their guy in the, their corner, that's been a real big problem uh, as far as covering anything, anybody, even lower tier receivers with conservative offense like Oakland. So, I mean, Oakland should be able to pass the ball still. And they were able to a little against uh, against Tennessee, which I don't understand how Oakland didn't score more there. But that's what scares me with this team. If Jacobs is hurt, I don't even know who the next guy up is. I'd have to think on that. Napoleon Kaufman. I don't know who the backup running back is. Nope. I'm gonna have to look Napoleon Kaufman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jacobs, Jacobs should play. They're saying he's gonna play. It's probably not a super good idea. Trent Brown, as of Wednesday, was not cleared to practice. So they could have some serious injuries that would make me want to stay off this game altogether. I don't get I want you and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a tough one. Make a case to bet Jacksonville. Try to oh, come up Jesus with something. Christ. You have to you have to come up with one thing. <clears throat> Um, Oakland's defense is in a very, very bad way. Uh, That's did you fair. see that they cut? They cut like three or four guys that they have been starting the last handful of weeks. They are going to be thrusting guys into roles on defense who have no experience, who have no reps, who are probably surprised that they're getting the call. Um, I am not sure uh, how, in any way, shape, or form, if Trent Brown is injured, how you protect. Derek Carr well enough that he can uh, operate the offense from an effective standpoint offensively. Uh, and the injuries kind of cooled me off of a spot I really wanted to back the Raiders. I mean, the Jags defense has done absolutely nothing, but they still have guys that can rush the passer. And if you can get after Carr, if you can put any pressure on him, then he's screwed. Um, so, yeah, this sets up, I think, pretty poorly uh, for both teams, uh, for <laughs> both the over and the under. Um but uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna make a play on this game. I, I was. I was real uh, interested in this over. I was real interested in the Raiders at various points in this week, building up to this game. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just skip skip the old uh, uh, Jags Raiders Coliseum finale. I know. I'll watch it just because it'll be fun. The crowd will be. The crowd will be electric. <clears throat> Yeah, That'd be a lot it'd, be, of fun. it'd be cool to get a cheaper price than the Raiders, you know, if like they're down at some point, you know, you know, they're they'll have they have the ability to come back because uh, the Jags defense really can't stop anyone, especially the run. Yeah, maybe we'll get a fluky touchdown <coughs> or something. That'd be fun. Kickoff return for a touchdown by Jacksonville right off the bat. And then we'll just live bet Oakland from there on out. Yeah. Okay. Going out to the desert where we have a head to head of the last two number one overall picks in the NFL draft. And the head-to-head of the last two winners of the Heisman Trophy Award. Kyler Murray up against Baker Mayfield. Two Oklahoma quarterbacks. Two Sooners going head-to-head out in the desert. Um, Mayfield made some news in a bad way this week coming at the Cleveland Browns uh, training staff that was ill-advised uh, and um, but he's doing it at the behest of trying to you know kind of make uh, Beckham Jr. feel more at home uh, and 
not want to leave <laughs> Cleveland. Which, so I get he's playing some politics here. Um, but all of this yeah, I said, don't know. This you is you all... don't throw your dad under the bus to save your mom. Like he, he can't be. A, he can't do that. That was weird. Like, don't do that to your coach. Well, this staff. is your, you're you're throwing your uncle under the bus to save your brother. Yeah, that's I fair. think. Yeah, I you mean, know? it was your uncle. Like, it's lesser two evils, but still, I hated it. Yeah, I hated it too. I like and his I candor, it. but he still yeah. needs to pick his spots. Yeah, this is all a weird distraction that you don't need as you're prepping for a game. Um, Kyler Murray, uh, I thought he let us down. Those of us who vet Arizona last week, uh, that game was winnable. It was there for them. It was there for the taking. And he let Pittsburgh off the hook. Um, granted, your under came through, so that was cool. But uh, oh, I felt like man. felt like the punt return for a touchdown from Pittsburgh and the uh, you know some of the some of the the play by the Steelers in that game uh, really belied what I thought was a very close game. And Arizona should have, could have, would have won. They had been played a little bit cleaner, a little bit less, a little bit some slightly fewer mistakes for Arizona. I think they win that game. Not going back to the well this week, even though I think Arizona's the right side. This is a real, real small number, given the disparity in talent between these two teams. Arizona's defense is still a problem uh, in terms of stopping a, a game-winning drive. If Cleveland is leaning heavily on the rushing attack, it, they are going to find uh, the ability to move the ball, milk the clock, keep Arizona off the field. Um, don't really have a take on this game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Cleveland's looking better, but between the Baker stuff – the OBJ wanting to leave town rumors, Baker's hand, OBJ's sports hernia probably. Uh, I don't know what to do with Cleveland right now. I mean, they're, they're not dead in the playoff hunt, but they're not, you know, they're not lively at this point. It's pretty rough. Uh, these are two teams, I suppose. I don't know if Cleveland's even alive for their season win total. Like this is, I say this every week, but this is another one. In Arizona's March to five wins, this is a must-have because this is one they can get. They're super live here. Um, they don't do well against a tough pass rush. It worked out. So it worked out that one of those guys is a uh, assaulter, an assaulter. <laughs> so they say it. So I mean, that's a big, that's a big win for them. Not having to face him, like uh, Garrett suspended, super big. Uh, Murray does a lot better if he can stand back there for a couple seconds, even though it is kind of a quick, quick twitch offense as far as getting the ball a little faster. Arizona's super live. Arizona's going to be a teaser leg, possibly two. I might play a double teaser. It might be double teaser week 15. So yeah. I, I think not only is Arizona live, it's in the teaser zone for me. It's probably going to happen. Now, I haven't been in love with Cleveland all year, especially traveling out west. Yep. Yep. We agree. Um, God, what a lost season for them. You think they keep Freddie? I don't know. I never know what Cleveland is going to do. They're they're a lost franchise. Like, What's the when, price point? Even though there was a glimmer of hope, man, there's so much hope. Let's I say they run it back. Done. Let's say they run it back next year. What's their win total? Eight. Is that over bet? It depends what it depends if uh, Beckham stays. Like that's a big part. That, of yeah, let's say they run. Let's say they run it back as as currently rostered. Yeah, eight. Okay. It depends on the schedule. Like uh, it depends what happens in Pittsburgh with the quarterback situation. It depends if uh, Joe Burrow's starting in Cincinnati. Like there's a lot of ifs and buts, but yeah, eight. It's probably a good number. Mm. You convinced Joe Burrow goes number one overall? I, I'm not convinced Cincinnati's the number one pick. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> many a slip twixt the cup and the lip. Sure enough. Mm. Mm. Okay. Another yeah, teaser I, leg coming up. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Cleveland and Baker Mayfield. It was, it was such a disappointment this season. And Freddie Kitchens was a disappointment. We I knew it was going to be a growing yeah. pains, but the fact that they they the fact that they didn't even put together a nice home stretch where they're coming together, where they're being cohesive, where they're beating the crap out of the bad teams and competing with the good teams. That's this is this is a sad state. No, just like they beat the Ravens and lost to the Broncos. Like, what, the, what the shit is that? They're six and seven. I thought they might have been. Yeah, I mean they're they're not they're not in good shape for the playoff picture right now. I think if they won out and got some help, maybe they're still alive. I don't think anybody's dead in the AFC. Mm-hmm. To, I mean Cincinnati's probably out, but there's probably a few more teams alive in the AFC than the NFC right now. Uh, I mean we didn't shit on them. We said the hype was a little too high. But even I didn't expect them to be sitting at six and seven here. I yeah. definitely expected. I mean, we, we said this, and we'll say this again. And we'll crow about this. Ravens win the division. But we said we said like Cleveland's probably a wild card. Wild card, like, yeah, for like, sure. And, and a good wild card, like maybe a, maybe a nine nine ten win wild card because they have some nice pieces. I didn't expect it to go this poorly for them during some of the weird stretches of games they had. So. Yeah, no, they're they're uh, they're a mess. Um, you're up on Matt Ryan heading to face his old mentor. Are we putting Minnesota after after San Francisco? Yeah, I'm putting uh, Minnesota after Dallas. Oh, my rotation numbers are all goofed up. All right, uh, yeah, Woody, our friend Woodstock wins. Brought this up to me on the timeline, and I agree with him. Like my numbers don't. I don't love Atlanta, but it's such a weird spot for San Francisco. It is a goofy spot. Um, It's the opposite of a revenge spot. Do you have the, maybe the Shani taking it easy on his old, his old team spot? Is that a thing? (laughs) I don't know if I love, I don't know if I love that sort of a narrative. That's even a real thing, but. Only Pete Carroll does that sort of shit. Pete Carroll does do that sort of shit. Um, It was, yeah, it was a stay away. This is, I think you had this one marked as a full skip game too. And a lot of it just has to do with nothing we do handicapping wise makes any freaking sense when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons this year. And sometimes you just got to know that you don't have a read on a team and, and you need to, you need to just pass and pass and pass. Although like, from a situational standpoint, Atlanta's kind of live here. That's a yeah. lot of points. Yeah, <laughs> it sure as hell is. Um, it, it might just be a little too many points. Um, yeah, what did I got to find? De- what he's defensive. He the stuff. defensive injuries. The the defensive injuries yes, for the Niners are problematic. Super beat up. And I think the 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 letdown after a game like we saw against the Saints is real. They did it all. They gave. They they emptied the playbook. They left it out on the field. They left it all out on the field, um, and to expect your team to get up again uh, after you know they had spent they spent the last two weeks on the road. Um, they got up and they won a game in the Super Superdome in one of the most spectacular ways I can remember. Uh, and yeah, now you're expecting them to cover eleven points at home against a team that has offense. Um, Atlanta, I know, is dealing with their own su- suite of injuries. Atlanta, I know, has been extraordinarily suspect on defense all season. Um, but the Niners' defense really is vulnerable right now with the pieces that they're missing. Um, and I could see Matt Ryan getting this back door. So 
yeah, thanks, but no thanks getting involved in this one either way. Um, at this point, I'm just hopeful that San Francisco continues to win because I would like to see them win the West and I would like to see them get the one seed because that helps the NFC make more sense to me. Yeah, it kind of does. I think they do. I think I think both teams will get to win. I think Seattle and San Francisco take care of business. But Atlanta, not only maybe a, a spot we missed here, Atlanta not only super live because they have some decent pieces. Ridley, Ridley, Ridley out hurts. But uh, when you have the possibly history's best onside kicking kicker, you're never, <laughs> yes. you're never out of a game. What a weird, what a weird sequence. What that a was. weird, it's so weird. Like so after, weird. after all the, all the things were like, no one, ha- you know, every time somebody would try one all year, you're just laughing. Like, it's nobody. like, this is, wor- this is worthless. Well, the, the announcer would be like, no one has converted one yet this year. But like, yeah, no shit. They all look terrible. Yep. I like, I'm fully behind it. I want to go on the record on audio and I might tweet this and probably write this in my memoir too. I'm fully on board with the straight line kick right at a guy. Like the, don't yeah. touch the ground. Just try to just try to go knuckleball right at a knuckleball and face. bounce it off his. But I, I want I want you right to bounce it face. off his. I want I want you to bounce it off his shins. Like shins. that's like that's tough. That's a real tough grab. Right? Like if you hit shins, him in the if you hit him center. Face. Yeah, if you hit him center body mass, he could he could fall on it. But if yeah. you bounce it off his shins, like now you're talking pinball. You know. Yes. It's coming. It might come. It might bounce right back to you. Yes, I think that's exactly. what we need to work on. Okay, it's uh, <laughs> good, man. Uh, I'll talk about Rams Dallas, a game where I'm. I have a small play from our podcast on Sunday, but uh, don't think I'm going to add to this because the numbers drifted a bit here. Um, the Rams head to the D to take on the struggling Cowboys who are coming off of 10 days rest and two of the most lackluster performances you ever wanted to see. They made Josh Allen look like an all pro. They made Mitchell Trubisky look like uh, a future hall of famer. Uh, And now they get to face a Rams team and Jared Goff, who is clicking in every sense of the word. The Rams have found their offense. They have found it largely on the basis of using a multi multiple tight end set and playing against teams that can't cover tight ends. They did it to Seattle. They did it to Arizona. These are two of the more poor tight end coverage teams across the league. And guess what? Dallas ain't covering tight ends all that well right now either. How many yards did they give up in the first half to a tight end we had never heard of on the Bears? (laughs) Dalen Smith is not covering well. He can be picked on. Like This is not set up well for Dallas to get the much-needed win. Uh, All that said, the line has moved from what we expected to be Dallas minus three all the way to Rams minus one. That is an enormous reaction. If you're betting the Rams at this point, you got to figure out a better way to get your action down earlier because the best of the number is long gone. Um, and similarly with the over, I think over 48, 48 and a half on the, on the open was live. It's up to 49. It's juicy. I don't know if I can bet this over juicy. anymore. Dallas's offense has sputtered at times. Uh, we got that, uh, Bears Cowboys over on Thursday Night Football last week almost entirely thanks to the Bears. <laughs> like there were yeah. some times in the second half of that game where I was like, is this not going to get home because Dallas can't score more than seven fucking points? They did that against the Bills too. Like it's the Dallas's offense is sputtering. Like there's too many mouths to feed. There's too many competing interests between uh, Jason Garrett and Kellen Moore and Jerry Jones and who's getting credit and who's getting, you know, who's making who look good. And the palace intrigue there is, is bizarre and spooky. 
and is ultimately what is going to bring down the franchise because the fish wrath from the head. We can say this ad nauseum. It applies so perfectly to Dallas. Uh, and not surprising that one of the most public, one of the most popular teams across the league is struggling to find support this week after what they've just done in prime time, or at least in, in the spotlight in the last two weeks. Did you back the Rams? Did you back the over? Are you excited about this game? Are you nervous that Dallas puts it all together and makes a run here? Or are we ready to uh, pretty much dismiss this team for the 2019 season? I tried to make a case for Dallas Sunday. I thought about it. I couldn't quite do it as the week went by. Probably lean here towards LA. Uh, I don't know. Like, this is one, if it does end up at one and a half, two in a, in a teaser spot, I probably won't touch it just because Dallas is so hot and cold on offense. And you can just see this being a game that gets out of reach if, if the Rams can move it and the Rams would look good. Granted, great matchup for them coming against Seattle. Kudos to us. That was a beautiful game, even with, uh, even with some of the shit, shit cannery. Chicanery, that's a whole different thing. Shit. Chicanery. Chicanery is not the word. I was trying to put something at the word at the end of the word. Chicanery. The, you know, the, the freaking interceptions that Goff decided to start throwing all of a sudden. Yeah. And Seattle only scored one offensive touchdown in that game. But still, what a beautiful performance by the Rams D there. They mm-hmm. really were getting, they were really getting off the ball on third down. But uh, I digress. My Rams, my Rams are still rated right up there with Seattle. Yep. I feel less foolish about that game versus San Francisco where we took them, but they looked, they looked poor. They're still a very good team. They're very live for the playoffs. As Minnesota is no guarantee to go get a road win. They, if they can get this done and their uh, crosstown partners can help things out, they're very live to get into the playoffs, and they would be one of those teams that you don't want to play. Coming in hot like this, scorching up the standings. They got they got really good receivers. Dallas has had some problems covering. These receivers can get going. It doesn't even matter who the running back is. Like, Gurley's looked okay. That's fine, whatever. The Rams defense, the secondary has been good. The, it's probably Rams for me. I'm probably going to add this. Now that it's down to, like, a one, I'll just sell this to three. I don't think it's close. If the Rams, if the Rams, Rams make their bad. way to – let's assume the Rams make their way to the playoffs – and they are the sixth seed, and they go to Green Bay. What kind of number are you going to see in that? What, Green Bay minus three and a half? Three? What? What? Oh, you think Green Bay and the Rams are, are on anywhere no, else I than don't, people but it's, but it's a playoff game, and the public bets the shit out of those. You have to, have to give the Green Bay the respect in the playoffs. Like, Green Bay mm. would get – if you open that two and a half, you would have – which it should be. No, they open it that. It should be two. like a two. They it should be a one two. and a half. Yeah. My numbers, my numbers say one and a half. But if you open yeah. it under three, you're going to get so much Green Day money. Which actually, for mm. the books, that might be a good thing. I yeah. think it opens three. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Now I hope we get that. Um, okay. And yeah, I would take. I just would take Rams money line. It's gonna. We're, we're gonna need Minnesota to have a win in your end against the Bears week seventeen and come up short. I can't picture. I can't, it's very <laughs> tough for me to visualize that. It's very tough for me to visualize that happening because it just hasn't. You know, I I can't imagine a win in your end with the Vikings up against the Bears and, and them coming up short. But Oof. yeah, <laughs> who knows? Uh, let's uh, let's talk about the Vikings. 
and yeah, I'm is this your turn? Is this you or me? I think this one's I you. don't know. I'll, I'll you, go with you it. Tell, you tell me about the Vikings. What, they, they, they healed some wounds last week against the Lions. What's the current temperature in Minnesota besides minus 18 below zero? What a snoozer of a game, though. It wasn't like anything I forgot. Impressive. I keep forgetting it happened, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't an exciting game. It wasn't, you know, it was a good win. You Glorified if, practice. If you want to make the playoffs, you need to get those sort of wins. If you want to, you know, protect that uh, wild card spot you're sitting in. But in no way were they impressive. And on the other side, L.A., I think the, the offense is starting to click a little. You got two pretty good receivers. You got two pretty good running backs. The offensive line is healthy-ish. You got Derwin James back, and you've got Minnesota secondary. They, you know, couldn't cover a, a fill in your own analogy there. I don't have one. <laughs> like LA, LA getting points. They're a here. liability, man. They are a liability. LA getting points. If this ends up where it's at, I'm gonna have my. Gosh, I, I never do two unit play, so I won't. My one point one unit play of the year. Chargers Bills. Oh man, I spoiled the good surprise. There's some good. Te- <laughs> there's some good teaser legs. So if this this one's if, really good. If this yeah. stays in this two and a half, I might just let this. Really now. good. The Chargers is a teaser leg with the way the offense plays. Chargers points. Chargers money line. Minnesota field. This feels like such a bad spot for Minnesota. Mm, okay, Chargers were spectacular on the road last week against the Jags. Now. They are "quote unquote" home, uh, where we expect the Minnesota crowd to be pretty uh, purple friendly. Uh, I would say. All that said, um, Minnesota, the the Chargers right now, outside of Philip Rivers and his passing abilities, are electric to watch. They are so good. And ninety yard touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when you're having a season like Philip Rivers, I don't mind if you celebrate some of the highlights, uh, even if it's against a team that has Q-U-I-T quiz. Um, I think the Chargers are live here. I bet them on the money line. I And then I woke up today kind of thinking about it, and I was like, man, like, was the over the better play here? Because really, I'm betting the Chargers because I think they can score 28 points. I think they can pick on this Minnesota defense. I think that this is a bad matchup for the Minnesota defense. I think they get exposed. Uh, but the Chargers can't really stop the run well. Dalvin Cook looks fine uh, after taking a scary injury in that uh, Monday night game. Do you think if, Minis- like if Minnesota wins this and I'm left holding the bag on Chargers' money line, what is the final score? Is it anywhere close to 45 points? We've seen bad Chargers come on. I just don't see it. I think you're right. The over the over might be a pretty good look here. Uh, Chargers team total overs. I used to be into that. That was a thing I did last year. I mean, you're talking so you're talking 20 what what's the total that you're seeing right now? 45. So 22 and a half minus 1 and a quarter. 21 mm-hmm. and a half. Chargers yeah. can they score four times? Three of them being touchdowns. Yeah. Chargers team total over doesn't feel like a dumb bet either, but I'll probably be teasing it because I love to tease. <laughs> and it's All just right, such man. a perfect spot at all. It is. With a, an, an improving defense. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. takes us to. God, does that take us to the Buffalo game? Yeah, Buffalo Pit. Oh, I'm going to tease Buffalo. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bet <laughs> Buffalo on the money line. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I, the Duck Hodges era is just missing me, man. It is just missing me. I am not in any way, shape, or form buying into how these Pittsburgh Steelers are winning games. I think they are doing it with smoke and mirrors. I was a little cool on Buffalo when we podcasted on Sunday because I thought, need to see the weather. It's in Pittsburgh. That place can get real live, and that defense is playing with a lot of energy in that you know home environment. But Buffalo is good enough to dictate this game. They are good enough to take the air out of that stadium. Uh, and I think the way the Buff- Buffalo offensive line is playing matches up well against Pittsburgh's number one strength, their pass rush. I think Josh Allen is a dynamic enough athlete in his ability to break the pocket and run when needed to extend drives. And uh, granted, he's not going to throw you a perfectly accurate, beautiful deep ball, but he's gonna. You're gonna have to. St- you're gonna have to respect it if you're Pittsburgh. You can't cheat it. You can't, you know, roll out uh, a defense that's only there to stop the dink and dunk. Um, I think Buffalo is uh, is in a great spot here to get a win against Pittsburgh. Uh, don't love them next week against the Pats again on the road, um, but in this spot, in this primetime spot, they and they, you know, granted, like both both of these quarterbacks have been playing in some pretty big games. Duck Hodges had a primetime game already in L.A. Uh, Josh Allen got to play on Thanksgiving, acquitted himself very well. Um, the over is probably a damn decent look at 35 and a half here. Um, I just love the idea Oof, of Duck Hodges. <laughs> 35 and a half don't, is so fucking low, I, man. I know, but these are so I mean, fucking low. They're, they're getting Connor back, but how uh, how is he going to look? And just these they're, defenses. They're scoring with punt returns and defensive touchdowns. They're recovering fumbles at an impossibly high clip. Like, I don't know. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is going to get something. They're going to get something. They're going to get something. 35 and a half is too fucking low. That's all I can tell you. Um, That's but I like Buffalo. I like the teaser. I like That's Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. I like Buffalo in a teaser. And then you're going to tell me the game is lined for like 36 points. Just making my <laughs> teaser. Even sweeter. So this might be a, this might be like a, I can't do the round robin again. That was too hard on my heart. If like two teams lose all of a sudden, all of a sudden everything's going to shit. But like Arizona, Buffalo, Chargers, New Orleans, all looking like great teaser legs if that's your bag. And it is indeed my bag. (laughs) Dude, you think Pittsburgh wins? If Pittsburgh sneaks into the sixth seed in the AFC, I'm going to lose my shit. I, I would never get mad over something like that. <laughs> that seems, that so seems unreasonable. There's, I, I want wild card matchups that are entertaining this year, and Pittsburgh spoils that for me. Sorry. You want to see Pittsburgh at Houston or Pittsburgh at Tennessee? No. That's the Saturday, that's the Saturday early game when I have where I'm just, you know, just broadly disappointed. So I mean it is a disappointing matchup. Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, let's put a bow on this. Let's get back to work. I'm going to edit this and get it up for the people. Uh, you got a final prediction for Buffalo Pittsburgh for me? Final score? Seven to three. <laughs> it's going to be a gross game. Who cares game. which one? It's going to be it's a gonna be, could game. be snowing, man. This could be one of the better games in terms of just viewer enjoyment. Uh, oh, man, we haven't had great snow. snow. Um, the green, there was the one Green, green Bay, Bay, New game, York, yeah. And that was a fun little snow game. But I want like a real, and I will never stop talking about this game. I don't care if you guys get sick of me talking about this game. Yeah. The uh, 
the Colts Bills game. God, that one was the best. That was my favorite game of maybe the last few years. It wasn't even yeah. a good game. No, just watching people fall down in the snow is something I enjoy. Yep. Okay. Well, let's put a ball on this. Good job. We'll be back for week sixteen. We'll have some more looks. We'll see you on the scopes. Enjoy your holiday shopping, your eggnogging, your Christmas light walking and watching. Uh, boat parade coming through Long Beach. One of the best Christmas traditions around. We don't have a boat parade. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. Well, we have holidays. I'll share, I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll share some videos and some some photos so that everybody feels like they are part of it. You know. Maybe I'll go so, yeah, there we go. All right. Well, take it easy, man. I will talk to you for the uh, Thursday night football game. Perfect. All right. Bye-bye.